running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game. We Talk Balls, episode five. Let's go. Curtis, one of your hosts with me, Cameron Ginner. How you feeling, man? It's a bum week, you know? Bears are bad. Notre Dame's bad, but we'll bounce back. With us as well, a little under the weather, Bryson Phillips. How you doing, brother? Very under the weather. feel like dog shit, but we're ready to rock and roll. Uh, was an electric weekend, to say the least. So. Yes. I, before we – we're going to talk college hoops. Also, we have our first guest joining us here in less than 10 minutes. Um, Phil, I wanted to tell you that don't let – the Colts lost last night, like, put you under the weather. Oh, no. You ride, ride that Purdue wave. Colts are dead. Ride your <laughs> Purdue wave. Colts are dead, but the Boilermakers are not, baby. The Boilermakers are hot. We had an electric weekend in Bloomington. We jumped through a couple tables. It was great. <laughs> it was a great day. Not, it- to trademark, not to trademark another show, but are you counted as a COVID cowboy right now? I do not have COVID because uh, I I don't I don't think that I nope no COVID. Are you vaccinated, Phil? This is a vaccine pro show. I'm gonna leave the show. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Is this the greatest Purdue sports weekend of all time? Honestly, I think it is. I think it is. I, there is nothing in my recent history in my time of being alive as a Boilermaker fan that a weekends went that great. I mean, it was, it was a great weekend. Beat IU and huh? And I, I used but it's still, it's still a rivalry. Bucket. The bucket. It's still, still a game. I mean, it's every year. Beat Duke and Gonzaga, blow them out. Yeah. Don't forget about West Virginia. We beat West Virginia too. I mean, it was, it was a great weekend for the Boilers. Are they legit? I think it's too early to tell. I mean, we only won six games, six games in. Too early to tell. Too big, too big wins, though. Defense is great. Um, I could sit here and talk about Boiler Ball all day long. Uh, Defense is great. Um, Braden Smith is a dog. He brings so much energy to the team. Uh, Edie, I mean, Duncan, uh, I mean, he's electric. (laughs) Electric. So uh, can we, it was a great- Can we do that? Can we replay what what does he do after dunks? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's about what it is. I mean, he 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 goes Err. but yeah, it was a great weekend. Um was Bloomington, I'll give it I'll give a shout out to Bloomington real quick. It was it was good tailgate session. They they know how to tailgate down there. So they can't win football games, but they can tailgate. Can't win football games. They know how to party. So you got you got a drink when you're watching that football team. Yeah, there was there was a lot of drinking going involved. Shout out Mike Stevenson for the tailgate, the food, Fred Johnson, great food. Shout out IU uh, Barstool for putting our boy on uh no shout out IU Barstool. We made the shout Barstool page. So it was, it was a great weekend. Can't can't complain other than the Colts are dead. All right, let's slide into call troops real quick. So the uh, AP top five currently, we have Houston, Texas, Virginia, Arizona, and Purdue. Now, it's very early in the season. Those are five very solid teams. Um, what's up with Gonzaga? Are they not the team that they've always been? Or They could think that, shot terrible against Purdue. I think that it's not necessarily – I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little sick. The uh, The team itself – 
it's no different than any other Gonzaga team. I mean, a bunch of average basketball players, they're just playing better competition at the beginning of their season than what they ever do. I mean, you're talking about a team that runs through their conference every single year. They're always undefeated. They play nobodies all year long. I mean, they go out and they get in a good good tournament with good good teams and it's showing um i don't i they're still gonna make the tournament because they're gonna win their conference easy but um i don't think that they're dead i just think that they're not quite as i don't know it's it's too early to tell timmy is a dog uh Edie made him look like a bitch but timmy's a dog he's gonna carry and they'll be all right they're gonna do come it. march they'll still be a number three team i think in the March Madness. They're going to do what they do every year. And like you said, it's early. Like teams that are playing now has nothing to do. Like we, there's always those few teams that just get hot at the right time. And that's what March is all about. So you can look at this and be like, okay, like take it into account, but you can't really like bet the house on it. Like, cause it's so early. Like teams are still figuring out who they are, what they do. So yeah, I'm very excited for the uh, North Carolina IU game tomorrow. North Carolina, early dogs right now. Yeah, um, North Carolina hasn't looked great, and I'm excited to see if this IU team is what everybody thinks they are. Yep. It is. I did I did see a stat. I'm pretty sure it said 1997. It was either 90 – It was. I think it was 97 was the last time Purdue and IU were ranked this high. I think, what, IU's nine? Uh, ten. Ten. So it was top ten. 1997 was the last time – that they were top 10, I believe, both of them. And IU's got – they got North Carolina and then Rutgers, who's solid, and then yep. Nebraska, and then they play Arizona-Kansas in early December. That's going to be – You're going to see if they're actually legit or not. Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis is good, uh, one of the best – I call him a forward. He's not a true center. Forwards in NCAA basketball. Um I just don't – I question their shooting around him. Around him. Yeah, which um, has always been the issue. Yes, it's always an issue. Last year was a huge problem. Other than I don't that, know. They... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You. Okay, you're a sweetheart. Well, I was going to get getting ready to talk about North Carolina a little bit, so if you got more about IU. Oh, I just – I like Woodson. I like what he's doing. I think he's doing a good job down there. Um, first coach in a while that's – bringing back some culture to the team. Not a big IU guy, but it, it's it's nice to see that they're actually playing with some passion, playing good defense. Good for basketball. Good for basketball. Especially if they can keep it up and IU and Purdue play each other. They're both like top ranked. That's for – They'll be two good games. Obviously Indiana, but that's good for like the Big Ten, NCAA as yep. a whole. Those are two like obviously one of the biggest rivalries. So if they're both good, like that's – just more money and more people that are gonna watch. It's look it's looking like Big Ten owns college basketball right now. Yes. They look good. They got one, two, three. They have five ranked teams right now. And Michigan State has looked like a top dog. Our man. Look at this. Joe Connor. Oh, he's How gone. Doing, What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. Look at Horning. Is there a yes, good friend, Fire Horning? So, real quick, yes, sir. real quick to talk about North Carolina because we talked about IU a little bit. Did you guys watch that four overtime game? 
at all? Did not, but I saw it. I saw some highlights. So naturally, having a North Carolina fan in, there's a lot of North Carolina basketball. In. That was one of the craziest basketball games I've ever watched. It was, it was ridiculous. But with that being said, yeah, North Carolina lost, but so they obviously dropped from one to eighteen or whatever. But like that's still a good team. So I think them being underdogs, even at IU, I think it's, I can't remember, I think it was like eight points or whatever. Like a lot, I, like that's still a good basketball team. Uh, one one more quick comment about college basketball before we head over to football. Do you guys think, in your opinion, will Duke fall down with no more Coach K? I mean, they're already not looking that great, honestly, play-wise. Do you think they're just going to, like, fall apart, lose recruits? and? Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll fall apart. They'll still be good, but I think the recruiting is going to be a big thing. I mean, Coach K didn't really even have to recruit. The oh. recruits just came to him. Yeah, that like playing for that name is. Oh yeah, I mean, like it's like going to play for Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't have to recruit hardly. No, at all. they just come to him, and they know that they go there. Like they're gonna have all eyes on them if they want to play in the NBA. Like without Coach K, not not quite the same. So, should go to Purdue. Uh, before we shift over to NFL, quick comment: I would like to give a shout out to the Louisville Cardinals who dropped. A 25-point loss to Maryland tonight, and they're now 0-7. Shout out. And since the stripper scandal, they have not been good. And they may not win a basketball game this year. Bring the strippers, strippers back. They, they, they need, need more strippers. strippers back. Can you can you tie strippers into, like, the NIL deals? or? I'm sure Auburn's new coach will try. Oh, yeah. Hugh, uh, Hugh Freeze? Yeah, interesting, uh, interesting situation there. Good for him. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go to NFL. Uh, Connor, how we doing? Big win for the Jags. Oh, Duval, baby. How about the Jaguars? How about the nutsack on uh, Dougie? Oh, Dougie P, man. He's an animal. I, I love that hire. We we knew he had big nuts from the Super Bowl, so it was just about time they were in a game close enough that they he could show off those big old just massive nuts. I love it, dude. And it also helps that Trevor Lawrence has been on a tear this last month. I believe it was like the last four games he's had like the highest pass. He might not have the highest pass rate in the NFL, but he was graded as one of the highest. He's going crazy right now. I love it. Do you think it's because he's just starting to get more comfortable with his receivers? Like throughout yeah. the year, getting comfortable with the offense, getting comfortable with receivers, and just kind of like, you know, just kind of hitting their stride a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you can expect a quarterback under a new coach, you know, Two new coaches in two years. Well, you could call it three with Urban Meyer getting fired last year. Um, but yeah, finally learning like the offense, getting used to it. It's awesome to see. I love Peterson's scheme, dude. It's it's fantastic. I think a big thing is just him, like the game, him catching up to the game. Like he just looks more comfortable. He doesn't look sporadic. And that's the same thing with like Fields this year. Fields has looked phenomenal compared to last year in the beginning of the year. All right, settle down. Yes. So, Bear down, baby. Bear down. Bear down. Is it like speaking of like slowing the game down? It's almost looking like I'm starting to see the Trevor Lawrence that we saw at Clemson. Like obviously not like that same level because at Clemson, like college, he's out of the world. But like he's starting to look more and more like that quarterback we thought we were gonna get coming out. 
And obviously, yeah. like Urban Meyer last year, you know, that's its own thing. Like that'll put a quarterback back a lot. But like, quit hitting on Urban, okay? Dude is out <laughs> the bar. Get him some girls. Nice way to put it. He's like, <laughs> I mean, he just looks more comfortable. And then I think. Everybody was dogging on them for going out and paying Christian Kirk as much as he did, but like he's looking like a good, legit, potentially number one receiver. Especially I mean, Lawrence obviously likes throwing to him. Etienne's yeah. down. Day Jones is starting to break out. And turn yeah. Well, you got a gambling addict Calvin Ridley too coming in next year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. about that. So you know, yeah. The one thing that I would like to see them do more though is that I think they have a freak of an athlete at tight end in Evan Ingram, and they don't really use him a whole lot, which, I mean, I might be biased just because I'm a fan, you know, but I think his athletic ability as a tight end is one of the, like, I think he's one of the best athletes at that position in the NFL. So I wish they would use him a little more, but, I mean, when Zay, when you can't stop Zay Jones, like, like the Ravens couldn't last, I mean, you know, there's no reason not to go to him every time. And we saw, like, Evan Ingram – for the Giants wasn't like great, but there was like spurts where you're like, wow, this there was dude, a lot of spurts. Like this dude could be a legit tight end. So yeah, we got a again first year, so that that could come later. But I agree, he is a freak athlete. Absolutely. The Ravens not being able to close out games. What's up with that? They just they win ugly. I don't. Also, yeah, I mean, they... comment on Twitter. Anybody see that? Yeah, there's more than one. Oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Did you see see it, Phil? What did he say? Hold it up right now. He uh, he politely told him. Yeah, you got it. it. So, uh, at Castle Will Kill says, when someone is asking for over $250 million guaranteed like Lamar Jackson, games like this should not come down to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Lamar's response. <laughs> Show that Florida boy in him. Boys, shut the fuck up. Y'all be capping too much on this app, motherfucker. Never smell a football field. Never did shit but eat dick. Nice. And I quote. <laughs> Lamar's social team going crazy. Can he get in trouble for that? Uh, I mean, he could get fined. Probably for a, a lot less, so probably. He'll probably get a fine. Again, he'll probably get fined, what, 15K? That's like throwing $10 down the drain for him, so. He, he, does, got, he does need to get paid, though. As much as that, like, even if the Ravens don't pay him, what, 250 Is that what he wanted? 250 yeah. Someone's going to pay that. Yeah, somebody. But, yeah, absolutely. And I think if the Ravens don't, like – They've built their team the last, what, four or five years? Around. around his play style. Like, uh, they have a great defense, and they run the ball well between him and, I mean, when J.K. Dobbins is playing, he's good. Gus said, yeah. he? like, they're built about around running the football and playing good defense. And you get rid of him, and you go to a more, like, pocket presence quarterback or even – they go to running quarterback, it's not gonna be the same as Lamar. So if they don't, I mean the Ravens are gonna fall off. So I think from a standpoint of how their team's built, they gotta give him what he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are the expectations next by the way, next week 
is an amazing NFL slate. I don't know what the schedule makers did, but next week's slate is amazing. We'll talk about that next episode. But I do want to hear what are you guys' expectations for Deshaun Watson? We know he's a superstar. He's got the talent. But what what's well, what's he going to show without playing football? We we know how, he's he's going to be stretched out. He's going to be loose. He's going to be real loose. Yeah. No, he'll be hard. <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been since he's played an actual game? Almost two years. Was, think. Yeah, almost was it 2020 or 2019? 2020, I believe. 2020. Yeah, because, yeah, 2019, they went to the playoffs, and then 2020 was his last year. So, is he for sure going to start that first game back? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm pretty sure they announced it. Yeah, and they – freaking Crispy over, honestly. No, he, he gave a phenomenal speech in the locker room after the game. Said it's never been about him. He just wanted to win for the team in his last start. I mean – He's – that's a guy you want. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a starter somewhere next year. He's like, he's just the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. bounce around. He's gonna do what he needs to. He's not gonna do anything great. He's gonna have spurts, but he deserves a starting job somewhere. Taking with Tampa. Speaking of, speaking of players that kind of uh, fell off, how about the teams that have fallen off this year? Especially in the NFC, the Buccaneers, the Rams. Yeah. Packers. Oh my! The Packers. Packers. Oh How oh did like I, for both the Buccaneers and the Rams? Like they didn't lose that much, and injuries weren't a huge part of their season early on. Like the Rams now are, I mean, their four best players aren't going to play maybe the rest of the season. But up until what? When did Cooper Cup get hurt? Week nine, week ten. 10 something like weeks ago. Yeah. So up until then, they were pretty healthy. They'd even gotten better, I'd say, with like Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson, like better. But like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not like their division's crazy either because the Niners started off slow. Yeah. It'll stink. And I mean, the Seahawks, but. Well, like with with the Rams. I like Sean McVay, or at least I did. I was questioning him. He said pregame that he wanted to get Bryce Perkins in a flow, you know, get some completed passes. He had six pass attempts at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> you're three and seven. You're playing the Chiefs. You're supposed to lose. You have a backup quarterback. You don't have a top five wide receiver. Like, just let him throw it. Let him play football. Yeah. It's like they just waved the white flag. Well, and it looked like they did a lot of, like, QB-designed runs, and not a single one of them, I think, that I saw went for positive yards. It was just it was just a terrible offense. Weird. Weird. Dude, and their they offense this whole clock. year. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And they, I'm, I was going to say they controlled the clock, but it's because they were running. They couldn't get a first down unless it was fourth, like third or fourth and short. Like, it was just, I don't know. It looked like McVay had his tail tucked between his legs the whole game. Yeah. Their offense has just been a dumpster fire this year. Yeah. Everything about it. I'm, yeah. I mean, like, last year you saw all these statistics of Cooper Cub going off and, like, Matt Stafford had a really good year other than all the interceptions he threw. Um, but this year, I mean, they can't get anything to click. Their run game has been awful. And, I mean, passing – I mean, everybody knows they're going to pass the ball because they always get – you know, second, third, long. 
And at that point, they're just screwed. Yeah, they have they have been they have been underwhelming this year to say the least. Yeah, they really have. It, it's disappointing. There's been a lot of underwhelming teams. Yeah. Uh, Colts. One one of the better games. Yeah, the Colts. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to the Colts. <laughs> they get, we'll they, get to the Colts. They deserve their own segment. Well, they don't deserve it, but they're gonna get it. <laughs> no. They don't deserve it. One of the uh, better games this weekend. I don't know if you guys watched Bengals Titans. Oh yeah. yeah. I watched it. Uh, Titans would have been my pick of the week. They were one-point dogs and no mixing, no chase. How about that Bengals defense? Derrick Henry, 2.2 yards per carry. That's got to be his lowest in, what, three years? Ever. Yeah. yeah, especially with the Bengals defense this year. I mean, the week before that, they gave up 30 to the Steelers. Yeah. So that was, that was shocking. I mean – the Bengals are kind of looking like that team that we saw in the playoffs. They started slow, like they're going to get Mixon back. They're going to get Jamar Chase back. Third, and Joe Burrow's playing out of his mind. Elite football. Weeks. So He's playing. Daniel they're starting to look like that team again. No, Ginner, it's funny you like say that because last year they started four and four, and then they went on that tear, and I think they finished 11 and six. But they started this year four and four. They've won three in a row, and they're looking nasty. Like, they are looking nasty without Chase and Mixon to pick up a win like that in Tennessee. I mean, that that had playoff game atmosphere the entire time. They get another one this week. Yeah, with the Chiefs. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, Chiefs Bengals. The they're, Chiefs are looking for revenge, man. Yeah. The. Uh, that that game is going to be so much fun. I'm. The Chiefs are nuts. I don't. It blows my mind. Like every year, when you think, I feel like we all think of the Chiefs as this offensive powerhouse, which they are. But like it goes, their defense goes so under the radar. Like their defense is good. Like their D line gets after it. Their secondary solid. I mean, they're a complete football team. Like they're they're really good. And Pacheco's been balling lately. Like. They yep. now, like, they're going to be a tough team to stop come January and February. Absolutely. I just love watching them play because Patrick Mahomes can make anybody good. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what wide receiver it is, who it is. He elevates that team so well. It's it's a very rare thing to see. I mean, you'll see good quarterbacks come through and they'll play good, but the way he elevates that team is – it's – it's amazing to see. Like, I think, so we talked last week about Herbert and how, like, his weapon, like, everybody's been hurt. I think you put Mahomes on the Chargers, I think he still succeeds. Oh, yeah. Like, he he does bring, like, the level of his competition up so much. Um, I think we need to start a segment of stats, stat of the week. Because we'll see something absurd. Here's my stat of the week. I you guys probably saw this if you watched after the Chiefs. If you guys watched Chiefs game, Patrick Mahomes in his career in November and December is twenty eight and zero. Nice. I think that's good. That, that's like I've seen a Bears quarterback have. You know what it is? I have a theory on that. What's that? 
28 no in November. In December. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm on November part. Carries over into December. He doesn't have to deal with that bitch of a wife because it's no nut November. <laughs> I knew it was in November. That's where that was going. I was I was waiting for it. I knew that's that gotta coming. be it, right? That has to be it. He's supposed to be on the uh, Travis Kelsey podcast this week. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I pray to God they ask him about his gay brother and how he's not allowed in the stadium. Because that's the funniest thing in the world. What? He's not allowed in the stadium anymore? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, no. Did you guys see the – Pat said he want to come to games. <laughs> when he got traded or something, they asked him a question. They're like, would you rather, like, hang out with Jackson Mahomes or never Super Bowl again? And he said, I'm good. I got my ring. Let's see that. Who was that? Was it, was it Tyreek? Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> – so funny. He goes, Speaking yeah, I'm, I'm cool off that. <laughs> Speaking of Tyreek, saw a clip of him this week on, like, Twitter or TikTok. He's nasty at Fortnite, by the way. Yeah, he, was what, that, uh, he was defending. Talking about Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah. So, Dude, speaking of Tyreek, that, that – It was the Bears defense. <laughs> and so, since we're on the, the topic of Tyreek, the Dolphins offense this year – when they have Tua and they're not rotating quarterbacks, has been electric. So good. It's big. Oh my god. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I mean, they had thirty points at halftime, and then they the starters didn't even play. Yeah. They. He took. Tua's what Tua was really good at was short passes, like RPOs, and turned like made that whole offense centered around that and using their speed that they have and it's made them like elite. And now don't get me wrong, they'll throw it deep every once in a while because you have to when you got Waddle and Tyreek on inside. But most of their big plays come from short passes and then they run run around and get the yards after catch. So like he turned like two of strengths into that whole offense basically. Like it, it was cool to see. Yeah, you got to give it to their GM also for adding Jeff Wilson to that offense. I mean, that guy has been amazing. He's been phenomenal for them ever since. Like, as soon as he joined, he didn't miss a beat. Having him Mostert, I mean, that offense is so good. They're so fun to watch. Yeah, and, they're, and they added Bradley Chubb. The defense is good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Their secondary is good. Xavier Howard has been a dog. Stuck. And then – they needed a pass rusher, and they went out and got Bradley Jeff. So, yeah, their GM is put in work, and it's shown. And I know, Connor, you're on the film side of TikTok because I get these all the mm-hmm. time. Like, the play designs that McDaniel's drawn up. Oh. I mean, Waddle and Tyreek, yes, they're amazing receivers, but they're butt naked open, like, 25 yards downfield. And then they just yep. do everything else, all the work after they catch it. Yep. I thought they were a fluke at first, but. No, they're legit. Their GM did a hell of a job this offseason. And in season. Can't wait for the Bears to do that next year. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. I don't know if you saw, but we got the we got the number two pick right now. Thank you. Congratulations. They need to go defense bad, man. I yeah. Well, so this last week. Against the Jets, obviously. Hey, shout out Mike White, stud. But 
We our two best corners are Brisker, rookie safety, been a stud all year. Out. Kyler Gordon, second round corner, out. Eddie Jackson gets hurt in the second quarter. He's done. Obviously, our front seven is horrible because we traded everybody. Like we we basically had practice squad guys out there. Yeah. So we're we're thin on defense. Yeah. Hope we go. This is getting way ahead talking about the draft, but I hope we go get Jalen Carter from Georgia. D tackle. Yeah. 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 Will Anderson. Tough week to be a Bears fan. Huh? Tough week to be a Bears fan. Yeah. And Mooney's out for the year. So what happens? Uh, Ankle injury. And then Eddie Jackson's out for the year, too. This sucks. So you guys are really securing that draft stock. Oh yeah, I mean, Fields obviously like you've seen clips like he's a gamer like he's gonna want to come out and play. But we've seen what we need to see. We know that like this year was basically to see if he was the guy. I think even non-Bears fans can say like he's probably the guy, at least from what we saw this year. Like guys are hurt like. I don't even know if it's worth sending him out there. Even like losing, winning, tanking, that all aside, like we know what we need to see. And if he's banged up, there's no reason to send him out there because we saw what happened with Baker Mayfield. He got hurt. I know Baker's not a good football player, but he was all he was very decent, like pretty average, gets hurt, plays through it, and then after that, he's never been the same. So you don't want to do that with the guy that you think is gonna be your franchise. So I hope he Fields doesn't play the rest of the year, but I'd imagine that he's going to, like, obviously he wants to. So. Hey, I'll say one thing about the Bears. Oh. They disappointed me this weekend. Because I was really hoping to see Nathan Peterman play some fucking football. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, I wanted that, too. because Especially because we went off our rankings of having the Nathan Peterman category. Like, it would have been a perfect time. It, and, it really would have been. Play with his torn oblique. You sent that. You sent. You sent that text that said, "Peterman's starting, dude." Because because Simeon they thought it was hurt right before the game. Yeah, he got hurt in yeah. warmups, like messed up his oblique. Yeah, I dude, I opened DraftKings to put money on the Jets faster than Phil opens Tinder. Like, <laughs> I fucking flew to draft. I was like, Peterman, Peterman, Peterman. Which I saw Simeon, I got a little worried, but. He looked really good in the first quarter, and then after that, it was like, okay, you're Trevor Simeon. Let's relax now. I was really hoping to see Peterman. I was, too. Yeah. I was pissed. Speaking I mean, of Nathan I'm Peterman. I'm sure those greens and blacks would have really mixed up, like the greens and the blues and the oranges, since he is colorblind. Yeah, he is so colorblind. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would have been a very tough game for him. And you add the rain into it, he was probably throwing six picks. Speaking of Peterman. Since I think he is in the Peterman category now, what's up with what's up with Russ? He's done. You see, you see done. a video of his defensive guy ripping his ass. Yeah, he, he deserved it. Yeah, about time. Then he's, he's fucking horrible. Ride to London. You should you should throw some touchdown passes. I mean, here's his stats from the weekend. He was nineteen for thirty five with one hundred and forty two yards and a touchdown. Like, that's just – why 
He's so yeah, bad. Seahawks. They have, the Seahawks eight, won that they have eight wins. They have eight wins if they score 18 points a game. 18. Eight. Yeah, all they need is yeah. eight. I mean, even the Colts can do that. Barely, but they can. But, but they're doing better than Russ. And yeah. dude, contracts till 2028. 20, Are you shitting me? Never thought. I mean, they, they're stuck with him. They can't. They, they're they're paying him so much money. Who's going to so take him, too? Like, they're, they're screwed. Nobody. Nobody's taking him. How many times have the Broncos called Ballard to try to get the Colts to bite? <laughs> he's so good. He's got it. He's got it. He's good. He's got five years left. I would change my fandom if we did that. I would, too. Speaking, you said last week you were a big Derek Carr guy. What do you think of his performance over the weekend? Them Raiders, baby. I love them. I love the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs, by the way, having a fancy week. Yeah. Fancy week. He's got to be putting up, like, he's got to be getting looks for Offensive Player of the Year at this point, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going crazy. Yeah, he looks more explosive than he ever has. Got he was hurt. He didn't get that contract. Uh, they didn't pick up his fifth year, so he got pissed and was like, screw you guys. I'm going to show you what I what I can do. I mean, I thought he paid anyway. Like, I feel like he was good the last three years. Yeah, so, he's he's always been pretty good. He's just playing really well. Dude, so, he, he – Go ahead. No, you got All it. Right, well, all right. He's just – he's a good old-fashioned workhorse. Like, you can yes. run him down well. And he's also a hell of a pass catcher out of the backfield. I mean, he can do it all. If you get him the ball, he will do something for you. I mean, he'll make a guy miss. He'll run a guy over. He is just an absolute stud. He, you just got to feed. You got to feed him the ball like thirty times a game. He'll make something happen. Speaking of, why? How are the? We were talking about disappointing NFC teams. How are the Raiders as bad as they are? Because I feel like they've got a pretty, like, a decently talented roster. I know they're in a tough division with the. Chargers and the Chiefs, but like that was it. That was a playoff team last year, and they've been wildly disappointed. Is uh is Alabama solidified as running back? You now? Has to be. Got to be. Jacob. What aren't they? Derrick Henry. <laughs> I guess I mean, they're ridiculous. Yeah. I won. I won. Camara. Mark Ingram. Yeah. Oh yeah, Camara didn't finish there, but yeah, he did go there. You, you could make a there. case for Ingram, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ingram, yeah, he was good. He was just, Ingram was solid for six, seven years. Yeah. Good. Phil, I did want to make a point about Derek Carr since you put him in the Peterman. Um, he must have read the text. Why didn't put him in the Peterman? Uh, you wanted, he wanted to. to. This week he played good. Yeah, no, no. After I texted you guys, so three of Derek Carr's or two of Derek Carr's first three throws were picked. So if you take those out, take out the first three throws, 25 for 33, 295 yards, three touchdowns. He played good. Yeah, you just got to ignore the two interceptions on the first three plays. Yep. Speaking of just real fast about the, uh, the Raiders-Seahawks game, did you guys see the Seahawks player that after one of the picks yes. Yes. ran yes. field yes. mid-play? <laughs> We need more of that. We need more of that type of energy in our game of football. That is awesome. Well, I think he thought, I think he thought that the guy that picked it was down. 
Yeah. And he ran on the field, and then he saw, like, the guy still running down the field. He's like, oh, shit. And then he just kind of stood there like this. Yeah. But, like, people are saying how that's not a penalty. How are the refs supposed to notice that? Yeah. No. Maybe that's well, a strat. Like, I feel like the ref should notice that. <laughs> See someone run off the sideline? Like, there was a referee, like, should have been right there, like, running down the sideline with the pick. I don't know. It's tough, but I mean, what's that? What's that penalty called? Twelve men on the field after in the middle of the play. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll see. The Seahawks. I mean, they're known for. They're saying you know the twelfth man. So I feel man. like. I mean, I feel like you know they they get an excuse here. So I mean, technically, he was the twelfth man. That's a very fair point. I saw a lot like of people coming in that. Um, I do have a question for you guys. I'm going to break away from. Uh, the Seahawks, real quick. Are the Giants fake? I can't tell. I can't tell if they're if they're an actual contender. I mean, I, I don't love think they're Danny contenders. Dimes, man. You don't think so? For the, I don't think. They're, I mean, they're, I think they're, they're not a, legit. They're I think they're a playoff team. They're but a playoff team. Super Bowl, no. Yeah, they're I'm, a playoff team that can win games, but they won't win a Super Bowl. I don't think Danny Dimes. Good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl. No. Like, I feel like in the playoffs, like, don't get me wrong, I think running the football and playing good defense is like the key to winning some games in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, you got to have a quarterback that you can rely on to make throws at the end of the game. You need to. And that guy. Why did Barkley only get 11 carries this week? I don't know, but he he is having a hell of a comeback year for sure. He's yeah. finally that guy. He was what his first year in the league. Yeah, rookie year. I mean, granted, yeah, I mean, granted, like, you know, he was he was pretty injury uh, prone, but I mean, this year I loved what I've seen from him. It sucked because he took Jaguars when we played him, uh, but it was awesome to see him like finally being that Penn State guy we saw so many years ago. He's got to win comeback player of the year. Got to. Him him or Gino, but it doesn't really make sense because one was injured, one was just not playing football. All right. Colts. Colts time. If you don't like Colts, time. Colts, we have two super fans here. We're from Indianapolis. So if you don't like the Colts, skip head 15 Go fuck yourself. Do whatever you want. But it has to be talked about or I will rip my hair out. All right, Phil, start us off. Start us off hot. Okay. I'm about damn tired of seeing wheelchair man play quarterback. I'm not damn tired of it. I've been pretty supportive of Matt Ryan, but his turnovers are pissing me off. And yeah. I'm not saying that Ellinger is the move because I don't think it is. I don't think Ellinger is the move. But, I mean, I listened to a lot of sports talk radio, and they were talking about today. Why not throw Foles back there and see what he does? BDN. Why not? No, why no, not? What do we have man. to lose? No, no, no. no, no, no. After, Listen, no, no. after watching him for a whole no. season, I promise you, it's not. he's going to come out and he's probably going for a week. He's a third for a reason. Hey, just listen. He is a statue back there. He's worse than Matt Ryan. He's about the same. He's the same as Matt Ryan. You're not in Matt better thrower. 
So, Matt Ryan doesn't move well, and he gets sacked a lot, partially the O-line. I feel like sometimes he holds on the ball to him. But he doesn't look like a veteran. Like, he doesn't know when to throw the ball away. He takes stupid oh. sacks all the time. He does. And some of the, the throws he made in that first half – I didn't watch the second half, but some of the throws he made in that first half were, like, bad reads. Like, that first pick, I don't – Pittman should have came, like – Two guys are on the same route. Uh, yeah, they were in the same area. So he, Pittman was actually getting guarded by the guy guarding the other receiver. Yeah. One, not a good throw. And then earlier on the first drive, he made a throw that should have been picked. And it was just like, they're not like, they show the camera angle behind him. And he's not open. Like, they're clearly not open. So I just don't understand. Uh, just bad reads. And for a guy that won an NFL MVP, it was really, really good for a long time. It'd be one thing if, like, Philip Rivers, his arm strength is gone. Like, that's why he – yeah. Matt Ryan is not good. He's Rivers is throwing a damn shot put. Rivers the old, he was the old sidearm slinger, baby. Well, his he arm got tired from carrying all 12 kids he had. Hey, the only thing he was slinging was penis because he has 12 kids. <laughs> Facts. All right. Good friend. You know how we talk about how we want to do a uh, live live show? Just so you can, you know, live show of us watching the Colts or any football game for that matter. I'm going to give you guys a live representation of me watching the game last night. Okay, hold on. Ready? You ready for this? That was was me the entire entire game. The entire game. We say that, but how is JT not touching the ball 30 times a game? And when he had the ball last night, that might have been the best he's looked all year. And I know it looked like last year. Dude, he was making like one to two yard games, six or seven yard games. Yes. He looked unreal. And I can't count how many times the announcers said that as well. Like, wow, I can't believe the Colts aren't running the ball. They hit the Colts checklist, though. They did. They talked about Andrew Luck retiring. So they hit the checklist. Yes, they did. Colts run the ball and they talked about Andrew Luck retiring. Great. The quarterback, your guys' quarterback carousel. That's on there, too, every time. I just got really sad. Look, All I'm going to say is that Jeff Saturday is a good coach. But his last name, his name ain't Jeff Monday for a reason. Ooh. That was ugly. Pretty sure we play on Saturday this year, though. Uh, I Christmas Eve. That. Christmas Eve, I believe. The NFL is doing a lot of uh, Saturday games. So, but, so I didn't watch the second half, but what was with the whole timeout thing? Okay. I kept a bunch of that. Break it down. What? So we were down seven. We had the ball in like the 30 ish, 35 ish. Matt Ryan scrambles, dives short of the first down. It's third and one, maybe third and two. And they let the clock run down to like 30 seconds. We have all three timeouts. And then they hand it off to JT. JT loses a yard, and then we call a timeout, and now we have fourth and three. And it's like a must. Like, we should have called We should have called timeout. I was sitting there yeah. like this. Yeah. Uh, a third down like that, a third down like that, you have to call timeout. That's a huge play. Yeah. Huge you play. Think, you think it changes the play call then, though? Like, I mean, you still giving it to JT there, or you think they're throwing? You might give it to JT, but – they're, I mean, 
sets it might catch least. him off guard more. Yeah, and it's not even like, but if you call timeout, you have all that time to game plan. You can call multiple plays and call a, a read off what you're seeing versus just going and then handing it to him. And it was like our linemen were ready. Nobody was ready. It was a, it was a shit show. But that's on Matt Ryan too. Everybody's coming for Jeff Saturday's throat, but like Ryan's a veteran. He knows the situation. Like, I don't do you, know. Do you think maybe they were hoping that like the Steelers are like, oh, they're probably going to call timeouts, so maybe they could get him, catch him off guard a little bit, and just like from there. Or, like, I mean, like, I, both sides of it. Like, obviously, the smart play is probably to call timeout in that situation, I guess. But also, like maybe. Maybe they had something where the Steelers are bad when they're rushing. I don't know. It was worst case scenario was we get stopped on third down, then we burn a timeout. And now we have fourth down with two timeouts in 30 seconds. Or best case scenario, JT runs for the first down, and then we call a timeout anyways, and we still have two timeouts with 30 seconds left. Like, I don't understand. It didn't make sense. I'd love to hear the reasoning to why there was no timeout called. But it, it was, it was poor. It was bad. It was, it was it was bad, and I don't like to to dog on Jeff Saturday, Love but that was just bad. And it could have not been his. I mean, somebody from up top could have been saying, "No, just don't call a timeout." Or, or like Ginner said, Parks could have been in his ear. Like, I like what I like what we have. I like what we have. Let's let's do let's do it. Like, and then of course, like as a head coach, and from everything we've seen from Jeff Saturday, he's not going to throw anyone under the bus. So he's probably just going to bite the bullet on that one anyway and say, yeah, that so one they was, never know. The fourth like, down play was a pass interference. It was. It was a pass interference. He was trying to come back to the ball, and he grabbed him. Yep. Did you see that play, Gary? I did not. It was just the classic underthrown deep ball. Paris Campbell came back, ran into the guy in the air, and they didn't throw a flag. I mean, NFL officiating is a whole situation. It's so bad. I mean, every every can, game I watch, I see something. I'm like, wow, that is piss poor. Yeah, it's bad. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's their it's a it's their part time job. Like every NFL ref has like a full time job. Yeah, they're all lawyers. Yeah, they're mostly lawyers, but they're yeah, like but they're all making three hundred k to be officials or more. Yeah, and they're and that's their side job. Like, so shouldn't they? Pat McAfee's talked about this before. Shouldn't they be like watching film, like working on their craft? Like, pay them a little bit more if it means we're gonna have good officials. Well, also, like they don't get punished for. So for me, I've watched obviously watch Bears games. There's been a few bad calls against the Dolphins. There was a PI against Claypool at the end, and then the Lions. And after the game. They've come out and been like, yeah, we missed those. But there's no, like, accountability. Like, yeah, we missed them, but it is what it is. Like, the referees don't get – I'm not saying punish them because I know that that's a hard job. Being a referee is hard. I'm not going to say it's not. But, like, they got to be held to some sort of, like, standard or something. Because, yeah. like, just being – oh, yeah, they missed that. Okay, what's preventing them from missing another one? Right. You know how many times that they – call up to like the the guy in New York and have him like talk live in the game and he just he just agrees with the referees every time. Like it's very little that he's like, no, oh, no, they missed that one. Like every time he's like, nope, look good to me. Cause they have that little like it's like a union. It's like the same with umpires in baseball. 
Yeah. Angel Hernandez has a job, historically being one of the worst umpires of all time because they have a union that he's in. One of? He may be the worst. Yeah, he might be. He probably is the worst. He's horrible. I mean, so at this point in the season, Colts are out of the playoffs. I mean, there's no no chance we would make it to playoffs. Last night was a must win. Last night we had to win. We lost. At this point, do we just kind of – I mean, we're just playing for pride. Do we not necessarily throw it away, but a, a higher draft spot would be great to get a quarterback. Well, I mean, if we keep playing the way we're playing, we're going to throw it away anyway, so. Uh, to be honest, one and two is probably going to be, depending on who one and two end up being, it's going to be Stroud and Bryce Young in one way or the other. After that, though, like, you guys don't need to be super high. I don't think Levis is going to go top 10. I don't even know if he'd go top 20. And besides him, who who else? Like, what I don't are I don't even know who I'd want besides Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Anyways, like we're drafting, if we're using a first round draft pick on a quarterback, like get the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Rodgers will be a free agent after this year if he opts out. Packers. He might, since Jordan Love threw two great passes, and now everybody on social media is sold on him. They were they were throwing his stats up like he went on. Slung it around, but are we going to neglect the fact that one was a 60 yard touchdown? And yards. 10 yards in the air. Yeah. Like, it's a good ball, but like, and don't get me wrong, like 120 yards and touchdown in one quarter, good. But everybody's talking like he's the second coming of Tom Brady. It's like he threw a 10 yard slant that broke for a big game. Like, and they were up by so, like, they were up by enough that they weren't playing like breast coverage. They were just trying to keep everything in front of them. I mean, it's embarrassing. Whichever reporter asked LaFleur, like, who's your starter next week? LaFleur is like, uh, Rodgers, if he's healthy, like, no shit. I mean, even, he hasn't had a good year, but it's still, like, at the end of the day, back back. He's back back MVPs for a reason. Yeah. I hate to say this, but they, they did look, before he got hurt, the Packers offense did look a lot better this week than it had has I think in the past like they looked like they were moving that first half they were running all over the Eagles yeah, that was that game was a shootout yeah which Watson's looking good yeah like he's I think he's turning into rock like Lazard I don't even think Lazard's the one there anymore like, I think no, it's not Lizard no no Lizard Watson. and I think Cobb being back is important because that's like the only guy the only receiver that Rodgers has that he has like chemistry with that you can, like, rely on on third down or if they're going for it on fourth down. Speaking of, what happened to Big Bob? Dude caught, what, like, 11 touchdown passes? I know he was hurt last year, but then he's, like, non-existent this year. I don't know. Is he hurt this year? I don't even – yeah. No, I mean, he's, he's playing. He's playing. He's played the last, like, four weeks. and He's gotten – I picked him up in fantasy, and he no. didn't do anything. They just – they don't use tight ends anymore. They've completely, like, abandoned – uh, their tight ends, which is weird. Just, I thought he was I thought he was really good when they were feeding him the ball. Yeah, it's crazy too, because I feel like tight end and talk about it every time I watch like Kelsey or even in college watch Bowers or Mayor, like they're so hard to guard. Like you linebacker on them, they're all faster than linebackers for the most part. Put a DB on them, they're 
too big. Like that's such an easy target. Like a good tight end is so huge for like, for especially like not Rogers kids, but like young quarterbacks too. Like they're right. There. They're big. They're fast. Like yeah. look at Jelani Woods last night. Yeah. He had a hell of a game. Did have a big drop though in the second half. Yeah, yeah he did. He had two drops. First half. It was, it was uh, you know, Matt Ryan loves throwing to his tight ends. Well, like, why can't the Colts pick a guy? It's like Mo Alley has two touchdowns in one week, then Jelani has 80 receiving yards, then Granson makes an insane one-handed catch and has 60 yards. Like, got to have some consistency somewhere. Well, and it's well, – I mean, oh, go ahead. I don't – like, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it also – it helps an offense – you know, when you have multiple guys that you can go to. I mean, I do see what you're saying, but, like, when you can spread it out a little bit, it helps. I mean, obviously, it hasn't helped him too much this year. Um, but when you have multiple guys that you can go to and, you know, in different situations, it, it I think it's pretty effective. Um, but, yeah, they, they they haven't really found, like, their guy yet. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, generally, it, it normally works out pretty well. So for the whole three tight end thing, so the Bears, obviously a heavy running team. Colts, who should be a heavy running team, heavy running team. The Bears use two, three tight ends all the time when they're throwing, when they're running. Like the Colts could use that to their advantage. Throw out Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, run two tight ends, extra blockers in for JT, and then you got your play action, boom. You got two out. Problem is, Bears do that. Problem is, like that's a good problem. We do that, but we never pass out of that. Like it's so easy to see when we're running the ball. We'll bring in two tight ends or heavy set, and then we know we're going to run it because we never pass out of that formation. It's it's so so easy to read. It's like mimic the Cowboys. They I want to see their like percentage on two or three tight end sets. Like Ferguson and Schultz are out there almost every single play. Don't forget about Hendershot. Boy Hendershot got in. He played like an entire. They played an entire drive with two or three tight ends, and went marched straight down the field. Tight ends are such a matchup nightmare. Like, well, especially when you have two guys that are six seven. Yeah, like you have Granton, who's small and is like a speed receiver, kind of like Evan Ingram or Kyle Pitts. Like, use them. Yeah, that's just such a. Like such a weapon, and then like like you said, to combine it with the run game, like to be able to do both from the same sets, from like I feel like that sort of like just like small stuff like that would solve some of the Colts' offensive problems like pretty fast if they were just able to like use those. And then that like you see, like Kelsey, obviously best tight end in football, but drawing these double teams, freeing up your faster receivers from other DBs for, like, safety help. So then you free up Paris Campbell, Pierce, Pittman, because they're worried about the 6'7 dude in the middle of the field. Anything anything else in NFL before you go to college football? Yeah, one last thing. It'll make it quick. Your weekly, your weekly statement? Weekly statement. Um, this might be – I'm not even going to say that statement. Did anybody see Call of Duty man ripping Kingsbury? In the press conference? Yeah. I did not. 
He said, yeah. schematically, we're fucked. <laughs> As a direct quote from I mean, Kyle Murray. I mean, he just absolutely hates that, man. And it, I don't know if he's to blame. I don't know if Kyler's to blame. I, I don't know who to point fingers there, but they should not be this bad. They should not be 4-8. and eight. But, I mean, Call of Duty did just drop, so I'll give him credit for that. Is it better or worse when Kyler plays? They're, wor- they're worse when Kyler plays. They're better when... I want to say they're worse, but they're not any better when he does. Bolt is balling. He balled that game. The curse, dude. Had the Colts. Boom. Lions, when everybody kind of thought the Lions were going to make a step forward. The Cardinals were thought to be a playoff team. I think there's I think my la- the last thing I'll say about the NFL and I'll make it real quick so I know you, you guys will move on to college football. Go Commanders baby. I love the Heineken train. I love Brian Robinson, man. Hey, I Heineke, love the Commanders. Kurt, let's go. It, if I'm if I'm picking an NFC team to root for it this year, this year it's the Commanders, man. I love it. I love what they're doing. They beat the freaking Eagles. They're don't look now but aren't they, what 7 and 4? They're five and one. Seven, 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 five. Seven, seven and five. So they're hot. I will say it's that's not good for the Colts because I heard something on the radio that said we're gonna get a third rounder now instead of a second because Wentz isn't playing. Ooh. Oh yeah, that, I forgot about that. Since you got we'll have a if if Wentz doesn't play anymore, which they he probably won't because Heineke is playing good. Well he's playing they're winning. Football. They're, they're winning. Um, yeah, Colts are going to get a third-round pick instead of a second. What? What? Right, let's get like, college football. What the hell does it matter at this point? I'm. It doesn't matter. Look, college football. I promise How you guys about had them? to start. Boilers, baby. How about it? This is this is the best time for college football. Oh, it's awesome. Electric. Yeah, this next week's rivalry week. We got conference championships this upcoming weekend. And then college football playoff. And bowl yeah, games. And bowl games. Dude, Love so many teams shit the bed this weekend. Oh my God. Ohio State, Clemson, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Cincinnati. I well, US USC is legit, man. I mean I know. I know they are, but we we that should have been a closer game. We we sold there. And it was weird because Notre Dame's offense showed up, but their defense didn't. I feel like you that just shows how Caleb. good Caleb Williams is. Like You can't stop Caleb Williams, man. It's the first USC game I've watched because I don't make it a habit to watch them because I don't particularly like them. But, I mean, he – I mean, he's the Heisman winner. And he he's on the field that, I, that I've only seen Pat Mahomes do. Like honestly, he was doing stuff that Pat Mahomes does. There's, I mean, dude, like he's he's fast. He can extend play. He can throw from every which like every which angle like you need. I mean, that guy is an absolute freak of nature at quarterback. He, he was so making throws. He was making throws where his feet were not on the ground, and he was going thirty yards downfield. Yeah, you want to talk about arm talent, dude? It doesn't get any more talented than that guy. I mean, that game right there. Solidified the fact that I think he's gonna be the number one pick next year. Yeah, I was thinking Drake 
early in the year, I was thinking Drake May because I hadn't watched a ton of Caleb Williams, and I'd watched Drake May play, and I was like, that that dude's legit. Caleb Williams. And it's like I'm not I'm not drawing comparisons. I'm not saying he's good, so bear with me the statement. But you know how many times he did the little double loop around, turn your shoulders, or the straight backpedal looking downfield with Isaiah Foskey running in his face, and he's just backpedaling. Like, he looked like Mahomes playing. Like, he looked exactly what Mahomes does is what Caleb Williams do. Like, he was like and carbon copy. Like, that Notre Dame defensive line is legit. So, like, we were getting pressure on him all night. Like, that, they're a good defensive line, and he was just avoiding them and running away like – it it was crazy. It was it looked like a high school football game when you've got that like horrible team that's playing that D one recruit that's like he was doing stuff that shouldn't be done on a division one football field against other division one football players. It was incredible. And I hate it. I hate USC. Yeah, I hate it too, but I'm I really hope they get in. And they should. Hey. Why does they got- oh I say have an eighty eight percent chance. It's just because of how, how high-ranked Michigan is. Oh, that's the only reason. That's their only loss. Hey, Michigan could lose. They could Darn. lose. They could lose. They're not going to. But. They could. Hey, they Boilers do, travel well. If the I team hope bus so. Crashes, it's in your backyard. If the, Michigan well. team bus, if the Michigan team bus crashes on the way down to Indy, they might have a shot to win. I will say O'Connell is – questionable to play so i did see if, that that sucks if if, if o'connell's not playing it, it, it it'll be a blowout it might be a blowout anyways but i'd like to think we're gonna keep it within 14 ish so it is currently 16 and a half i'll, I'll take boilers to cover 75 percent of bets are on michigan newfound respect for aiden o'connell finding out that he played through all that situation so yeah that was that was impressive. So. We're still in this predicament where if if Michigan loses or TCU loses, Alabama's going to be in. Okay. No, because I, I think. Okay. Well, I think they both have to lose. But yeah, go ahead. I saw some today, and it made a lot of sense. And I never really thought about it like this, but so say TCU loses in a close game. They should still be in because – Oh, yeah, they should. Because they're playing in the conference championship. They're playing an extra game that Ohio State and Alabama not have to. So why are they getting punished for being good enough to make their conference tournament when they were better in the regular season and they're playing in the conference championship? They shouldn't be punished if they lose. Like, now, if they get blown out, they get blown out. Yeah, that is what it is. But if it's a close game – and they lose, like, I feel like they should still be in because they they had to play an extra game because they were so. Oh, and the CFP rankings are out. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got, what, Georgia 1, Michigan 2. TCU, USC, USC 4. So what they're saying Ohio is. State, but, I mean, all four of those teams are favorited to win their conference championship. I. Yeah. USC losing to Utah is now the best thing for them because, like, it's so hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. TCU, though, is the same way as the Pac-12. Hey, well, TCU's got to beat Kansas State 
Yeah. Hey, what I think is going to be the best game this weekend, UCF and Tulane. That game's going to be an electric factory, dude. Those two teams are so much fun. I mean, like, their their offenses are, in my opinion, it, their offenses are exciting, dude. Like, they're innovative. They're I, I am so excited to watch that game. I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend. I watched the Tulane Cincy game, and Tulane's running back is so good. That dude is a freak. I don't remember his name. I was watching, I was like, holy cow, this dude is legit. I mean, since he's got a good defense, and he was running all over them. Yeah, exactly. Tulane's got the best jerseys in college football. Oh, yes, dude, now. the baby the baby blue helmets. Oh, my God. Oh. Their helmets oh, are so yeah, they got the best jerseys in college football. This great color scheme. Yeah, I love it. So, um, how about LSU holding their college football playoff chances? Because I, I honestly believe that if they would have won last week and they won against Georgia, they would have been in as a two-loss team. Oh, they're in. Yeah, for sure. And old Brian Kelly found a way to. Brian Kelly. Yeah, he can go fuck himself. I, I hate that guy. Not to be a bull predictor, but Notre Dame and LSU in a bull game could be fire. <laughs> you see the latest predictions? Uh, Purdue's supposed to play LSU in Tampa. The Weed Eater Bowl? Yeah, sure. Does LSU stand a single chance against Georgia? No. Georgia's I don't, like... The Georgia's offense doesn't really impress me. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They have athletes all over the field. Man, dude, their defense is unreal. You think after losing all those guys to the draft last year, like first-round talent, you think they would take a step back? No, they're just as good. Well, they just, yeah. they're just pushing in three or four more first-rounders. Yeah. I mean, they just, they, just, they just reloaded right off the bat. I mean, there was no – there's no drop like drop off between this year and last year. Have they played a game all year where you were like like nervous? Like I feel like every year there's always that like one or two games that top teams play that you're like, oh, that was a little sketchy. I feel like every time they've played, they've had it, even the closer ones, like it's been like they've got like no sweat, like they've just been so dominant. Their only game, their only game that was one score was Missouri. Yeah, which, I mean, you know, you're going to have those games here and there. Like, yeah, I just I feel like they are just so far, like, they're in their own tier right now of, like, college football. It's them and then everyone else. Yeah. I do. To... Go ahead. I think the team that would match up with them best, this might be recency bias because I just watched play, but – I don't know if USC's defense will be able to stop Georgia's offense, even though it's not fireworks. It's still very solid. I think USC's the only team that could actually put points up on Georgia, like consistent points. And yeah. even then, I I think they cap out. They'd probably hold them, what, three touchdowns? Two? Yeah, 21 to 28 in that range. And I don't think USC's defense is good enough to keep Georgia's offense. Because – I mean, USC's defense is okay. They got athletes, but they're not. They're not like, like, like just to watch Georgia 
dominate like the hottest team in college football in Tennessee a couple weeks ago. But Hendon Hooker, you know, Hyatt, Tillman, to dominate them in the fashion they did was impressive. And like even in a game, I, I believe it was against Kentucky in the fourth quarter, it was 16 to six. But it's like, oh, they're going to like, they're fine. Like they're not going to give up any more points to this team. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, don't get it. Like, why? How do they recruit so well? How is their defense? Kirby Smart, he's got it. <laughs> and to be honest, it's been like this for a while. Like, I know they've just now got over the hump and won that national title, but it's been like this for a while. Like, their defense has been elite for the last like six, seven years. Like, they just continue to pump out D linemen, linebackers that are just studs. Like, it's been. They're good. They're they're so good. All right. Only only thing I gotta say, college football. I think the top four stays the same. I think they all handle their business. Stay the same. Don't I got a feeling. Bullshit. No, no. You guys are off your high. You had your greatest Purdue athletic weekend of all time. It's over. Time to go back down. Got I have a feeling. At the My end of the day, tingling. you guys. At the end of the gate, the day you guys did barely like kind of struggled against IU. Well, we struggled in the first half. Well, had had that quarterback not gone down in the first quarter, I think you guys might have been in a little bit of trouble. But yeah, losing <laughs> losing him, they lost their entire offense. Their yeah. backup quarterback was just—he did not look like a Division One quarterback, to say the least. No. That's all I got, Connor. Thanks for joining us. Well, I got I got one more thing real quick. Here, brother. Anything UNC is gonna UNC is gonna beat Clemson. I pray that they do. I don't do it. I mean, I am very excited to watch that game. And I don't know if you saw. I don't know if it was like official or not, but I did see something about DJ Ugolale or whatever. Ukulele. Talking about the transfer portal. Does that mean it's the Cade Klubnik show? It better be. Apparently, it's Deshaun Watson, but faster. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> I don't know these words. Oh, yeah, we got Deshaun Watson, but faster as a backup quarterback. But, you know, we'll play deep. The guy that threw for 99 yards against South Carolina. Yeah, it's eight for 30. 99 yards. Yep. All right. Well. This has been episode five. Connor, thanks for joining us. We'll get you back for sure. Thanks for having me, fellas. Phil, go get you some sleep. I go. Hold on. Before I go, I got to go feed the cattle. Okay. Got to go feed the cattle. Feed COVID. You go get him, Junior. Feed COVID, Phil. I got the vaccine. Love the chase and the hunt, and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want, and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm-